Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick, Dylan Waugh. I am the Igor to Ken's Dr. Frankenstein, and this podcast is our creation. (laughs) I will see you in the laboratory, master. (laughs) This week, we're going to be talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Of course, teams that got eliminated. Bruce Cassidy's firing came as a big surprise to me. Hey, you know what I don't like? What? Coaches that are smart and win. (laughs) Well, Ken, how are you holding up this week? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. You're hanging in there, just yeah. barely. Yeah, right? I'm. I'm. I feel a rally. I feel a Tampa Bay Lightning type of rally in me, though. I mean, I heard a lot of people saying in Game Three that when Tampa Bay came and won Game Three, that that was the turning point and uh, Tampa Bay is going to win the series. Yeah. I wasn't so sure about that. I, I was absolutely a hundred percent certain they were going to win last night. Like I, yeah. I, I knew it. You like it was like why do I even click on the it game? It was it was just one of those things. Like I so know they're gonna win tonight. Yeah, and and they did, and convincingly. There's a bug in here, and it's 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 not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is. I I I had yeah. the door open. I aired out the place, and of yeah. course, one single fly. It's always one. Yeah, never two. Never zero. Zero yeah. would be nice. And this one is like particularly obnoxiously loud. <laughs> He's flying yeah. around the microphone. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like, I'm gonna just like impress everybody and just snag them at some point. In the I'll broadcast. get you some chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about first? I think we should, we should talk about the Edmonton Oilers versus Western the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Give me your thoughts on the on the Western Conference Final. Well, I, th- I think th- I think the question we have to ask is, was the Western Conference Final a disappointment? Because, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> I I was sitting here thinking, or not sitting here, but last night I was thinking. What were you doing yeah, we at my did, house last night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we, did, we just had Speck and Adrian Dater on last week. Last right. week. Yeah. Like I was thinking, that wasn't just last. Oh, he's flying around your head right now. That wasn't just last week, was it? And I was yeah. like, yeah. We just had those guys on seven days ago talking yeah. about how great and competitive this series was going to be. You yeah. know? Like, and I can't believe it. Like, like Daryl Sutter talked about it, you know, playing the, uh, playing Colorado being a waste of eight days. It was he was wrong. Seven. He was wrong. For Nashville, it was seven. For Edmonton, it was seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in that respect, huge disappointment. 
Do you, Huge so disappointment. The thing is, is that every year, you know, we have to come up with things to write and things to say. Right. And there's got to be some sort of a media narrative. And, you know, I mean, all due respect to the Montreal Canadiens being the Toronto Maple Leafs last year. Anybody who is trying to go for the angle that Montreal was going to do the upset, they were just looking for a new angle to write. Right. 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 Every year you hear things like the stars cancel each other out and then it's going to be, you know, a battle of the bottom six when the stars on each team are diametrically opposed. Right. Right. The stars yeah, are, yeah. you know, Connor McDavid versus like some guy. Ryan O'Reilly or yeah, whatever. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. So, you, you know, every year yeah. you hear these narratives and, and to a certain extent, they feel a little bit fabricated this year. The narratives all wrote themselves. Yeah, it was, they were was, so perfect. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't was, have written a better playoff. Yeah, there was nothing, nothing forced about it. Nothing like, yeah. I mean, this one was. You know, we were all like, "This is going to be must viewing," and it, and it was. The games were we, good. The games well, were good. Some were. Well, yeah, like two this, and three. Two like, and three weren't particularly good, but yeah. one and four. Oh, you're talking were about this excellent. series specifically. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking yeah, about the yeah. whole playoffs at this point. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, if you were to have created a a playoffs <clears> in a <throat> lab. You know, you saw on like the arm of the Battle of Alberta yeah, and like yeah, yeah. the leg of the Battle of Florida. And, you know, you, you flick the switch and you give it life. 2022 must have just been the mob with fire because yeah. they just like. Well, the, the OK, play, like, so what were the most what were the most what have been the most hyped series? OK, well, the Battle of Alberta was one. Right. And, and it was disappointing in that we didn't get more of it, you know, Um and, yeah, but the games themselves, yeah, even like yeah, some, some like game one was crazy. Game five was excellent. Game one was um, crazy because of uh, bad goaltending. Right, right. Okay. Oh, that's my phone. I'm sorry. Uh, it's buzzing. Um, <laughs> like that fly. Yes. Um, so, so the Battle of Alberta was disappointing. The Battle of Florida was disappointing. Yeah. Um, what were the other like really hyped series? Well, the last one. The one that we're talking about right now, Edmonton versus Colorado. Yeah, Ed 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 yeah, the Western Conference final. Disappointing in 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 as much as it was a sweep. You, and and it wasn't as competitive as we would have liked. Yeah. However, I will argue this. The series was disappointing, but the superstars on both teams, they they did their part. They, they did their play. part. They, they came, came to, to play. play. Yeah. They were excellent. They drove play. They were difference makers. Yep. They were exciting. Yep. They went hammer and tong against one another. So to me, in that respect, it was not it was not disappointing. I mean, I mean, you know, Leon Dreisaitl's performance in game four, I mean, that's that's an Oilers win away from being one of those ones that you talk about for 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Dreisaitl playing basically on one leg, gets four primary assists, you know, is all over the ice. You know, you see him, you know, basically he can't even get off the ice half the time when he's going to the back to the bench. Yeah. And then he sits there for two minutes and he comes back out and he's great again. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what more Connor McDavid could have done. I, do, I don't know. I, I like what more could he have done to put that team on his back and carry it? You know, I, yeah. I I think he was excellent. Kale McCarr was otherworldly. Yeah. He was otherworldly. Yeah. I mean, he, that was one of the best defense defenseman performances we've seen 
in a generation. I mean, people are now like Kelly Rudy, who talked about how somebody texted him and said that Kale McCarr is the best defenseman since Bobby Orr. I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of that's the that that is the kind of thing that this guy is showing us right now. I mean, now. he's wrong, but somebody somebody's saying it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I would I would quibble with that. Yes, a little bit. Um, uh, but but you know, I mean, and and Nathan McKinnon was was excellent. Like it, it was, you know, yeah. they all did their part. Yeah. They, they brought it. Hey, they, they, you know, they didn't shortchange anybody. These yeah. guys did not shortchange anybody. Yeah. But what happened was, you know, I mean, Miko Rantanen got, you know, started to, to come alive and, you know, you had Nikushkin making some plays you had, and it was that it was yeah. exactly that. Yeah. It was that it was the, the stars canceled each other out and it was depth and goaltending. You know that that ended well, up that Kale ended McCarr. up deciding. No, but but I I think uh, he's a star. But I'm saying that like <clears throat> like coming from the the back end, right? So what I'm saying though is that is a Drysaddle, McDavid, McCarr, and McKinnon kind of canceled each other out, okay. and then it did come down. Yeah, yeah. To you know, I mean, you know, so you've got Hyman and and Rantanen. Okay, so that cancels out too, and yeah. then you go down a little further, and the further you go down. You know, the Darren Helms, the JT Comfers, the, you know, the, those guys for Colorado yeah. stepped it up. Yeah. Whereas the Edmonton guys, you know, were, you know, Jesse Pugliarvi was invisible <laughs> at times during that series. I, you know, well, I wouldn't I mean, say invisible. Yeah. Because on the bench, he's always got a goofy look on his face. <laughs> so that's when I definitely noticed yeah. him the most. And, and goaltending, I think, you know, I mean, Mike Smith was very good for parts of the series. And he was, he was dreadful for... To, to for half the series, I would say. So yeah, I mean, I, I disagree with you a little bit there. I think that Mike Smith had one bad game. Game one. one? Game one. Uh, yeah, yes. the eight six game. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And one not great game. Right. But like, you, you know, like all things being equal, like you know, you're not going to get an otherworldly goaltending performance every single night. But you need to be better than the other guy, and he wasn't. I mean, even even Pavel Francouz outplayed out him, I thought. Yeah, but I mean, that I think had more to do with Pavel Francouz playing quite well. I, I like, I remember the. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, it does. No, no, but I'm just, I'm saying that it's not like Mike Smith played bad. It's just like, yeah, you know, and yeah, it's not yeah. like he got himself outplayed. Right. He was simply outplayed. Like, I, right. I, I remember when, when Montreal lost to the New York Rangers in five uh, several years ago. It was the first year that uh, Shea Weber was on the team. Right. And I remember, you know, the story was that Carey Price got outplayed by uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Well, Carey Price is the best goalie in the world. Why is he getting outplayed by Henrik Lundqvist? There was like seven goals scored the whole series in all right. five games right. between right. both teams. Right. It's like, okay, sure. So he let in one less goal or one more goal than Henrik Lundqvist over a five-game series. Yeah. How could you possibly look at goaltending in a in a five game series with seven goals? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like seven goals is like a a Tuesday in this playoffs. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's just yeah. it's just it's so and and I will give the Oilers this that they yeah. they showed in these playoffs that hockey can be fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the narrative. Yeah. wasn't having any fun. <laughs> no, well, I think he, I think he was enjoying it when, you know, when they were winning, but it was, yeah, yeah. it was tough sledding. But I, I just, I just think, you know, the narrative has always been that 
you know, playoffs is the time of the year when the game changes completely. You lock it down. Yeah. You know, you, you know, it, it's the games aren't as exciting. Like, yeah. Well, the, no the Oilers gave us all kinds of great games. And, and part of it was because they had to out, they just had to outscore their opponents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they went out and did it. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's touch on the Colorado Avalanche before we have a sort of more engaged conversation about uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. I'm going to drop a hot take here. Are okay. you ready for it? Yep. I still don't have a whole ton of confidence in the Colorado Avalanche going into the Stanley Cup Finals. Final. Final. It's not the NBA. Okay, it's okay. The NBA. I gotcha. Okay. Um, the, anyways, I don't have a, a whole ton of confidence in them going into the Stanley Cup Final. No, now, the caveat being that the team in the East might be a lot more banged up than them. Might? will be a lot more banged <laughs> yeah, up than them. Yeah, yeah. But I just think that the points that they put up this year, doing what they did this year, there is a small asterisk next to it to say the Western Conference was kind of weak. And I almost wonder if the the fact that they kind of just blew through the Western Conference is that reminder that of what we all said at the beginning of the year. Yep. Everyone, whether it was a Twitter or writer or person on TV, was like the Western Conference, barring the Colorado Avalanche, suck. And so the Colorado Avalanche have only had to play real meaningful games in the last mm-hmm. few weeks. And even then, ah, you know, two sweeps. Two sweeps in their path here. Yeah, two sweeps, and and they were one brain fart third period away from it being a five game series and not a six game series against St. Louis. Right, like they're they're like yeah. there are games where they probably could get away without hitting the showers. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. and and so they yeah they've breezed through this, but okay. So is that because I I think I think you're selling them a bit short. No, they're I, well, clinical. They are clinical. They're <clears throat> exceptionally good, but I really wonder what happens when they hit a team that's been that's had to hit a level of intensity that they have not had to hit. Right. Right. The well, time. they lost they lost game 1, right? Against St. Louis, that was game 1 they lost, yeah. right? So that's really and then the and then and then when they could have closed it out and they lost game 5 against St. Louis. Those are the only real kind of hiccups that they've had to deal with right so far they haven't had any major injuries other than darcy kemper yeah. and you know francis has come in and been more than adequate yeah you know um so yeah i'll give you a bit i'll give you a bit on that yeah but i think that's 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 canceled out by the fact that i mean they're also really, really they're showing really good. they're showing they're showing up to a knife fight with a bazooka you know what I mean? Like in the final, like that, all, I, I think that counteracts that. Like, I just, you know, I think it's going to be Tampa yeah. on the other side. And I just wonder after two long playoff runs, one in a bubble, you know, how, how much they're going to have left. Also and, is Braden point can be back. Yeah. Is Braden point going to be yeah. back? I mean, he, if this series Cooper said, if this series goes seven, maybe he comes back. Yeah. Um, so e- even if he does come back, he's not going to be a hundred percent. Kucherov, I, I think, goes from game to game being brilliant and then looking like he's near death. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and so. Yeah. But but I just I I hear what you're saying and I and I get it, but I just I I mean it it's possible that the the Avalanche could just be that good too. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. that they they could just be an absolutely remarkably good team. I mean, you look at their you look at their at their at their personnel and you go, Yeah, I could see that being a dominant team in, <laughs> in any conference in any era. Of course. You know, with the guys they have yeah, and yeah. the depth and the depth that they have. Yeah. And, you know, the guys they can move in and out of the lineup. I mean, Andre Burakovsky can't even get in the lineup now and, and you know, he has to come in when someone's hurt. Okay, you know? but like the the Florida Panthers won the President's Trophy. Right. And they won the President's Trophy in the same division as Tampa and Boston Tor- and, Toronto. and Toronto. Right. And Montreal and Detroit. Sorry. And Buffalo. <laughs> and Buffalo. And Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I I just I thought I'd you know, just play a little devil's advocate of myself there. Well, but yeah, my exactly. Point is, is exactly. Half Florida, their games. Florida, the Florida Panthers won in, forget their division though, even just the Eastern Conference. They won in a, a, a the, the, the President's Trophy in an excellent conference where they had to right. fight with well, these teams right. all the time. Every team had 100 points that made the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. All the, eight teams had 100 the points. The Western Conference, you know, I'm, I'm just like, Colorado got less points. Fewer. You're right. Yep. Colorado got fewer points <laughs> playing against lesser competition. Whoa. Nice. <laughs> I um, like yes, that. they did. I had to redeem myself somehow. Yes, they did. They had 119 and Psh. what did, is that what they had? 119? I, I know. I was just going to make yeah, it Tampa off like had, that was Tampa nothing. had 110. They, uh, Colorado had 119 and Florida had what? 120 something? or something. Yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. 24 yeah. maybe. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and but, Tampa swept the Florida Panthers. Right. It's kind of where this is all coming around to. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyways, look, I, I'm not, I, I think that it, you Colorado can only play, has to you be, can only play the teams that they put in front no, of No, of course you can. But I'm just saying, I think that Colorado does have to be the favorite in oh, the, in yeah. the Stanley cup final, yeah. but yeah. I'm just like, Boy, you know what? Whatever. I'll shut up. I've been wrong like every single time that I've said this. Could you imagine if they play, if it like the Rangers somehow pull this one out? Like yeah. they, they'll, they'll have been like Colorado Avalanche will have played, you know, with the exception of the Oilers, uh, teams that were decidedly less than they are right. in all four series. But that's, you know, I mean, you, you earned that right to and do that. Because the Rangers have played better teams in every single series. Not every single series. Not the first one. With Not, the the Penguins? Penguins, yeah. I'd argue that the Penguins look like well, a better team than the Rangers. Well, statistically, statistically they weren't better. Okay. I mean, they had fewer points. Yeah. And and Tampa's got the, exactly the same number of points as as um, New York, and but they have fewer regulation wins. So that's why they're the lower seed. Right. You know what's interesting is if Tampa makes the final and wins the Stanley Cup, I'd have to check this for sure, and don't quote me on this, but I think it would only be the third time since the NHL went to four rounds of the playoffs yep. that a team would win the Stanley Cup not having home ice advantage in any of the four rounds of the playoffs. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, I think the first time was the 95 Devils, Yeah, and the second time was the 2012 LA Kings. Huh. I think. I, I'm not 100% sure about that. But I'm sure people will check that. But uh, I'm pretty sure that's that. It would be only the third time that that that's been accomplished. That's, huh? 
That's quite the statue. Fairly, with fairly remarkable. It right? is fairly especially remarkable. For, yeah, but, but I mean, especially for a team that had 110 points, how did they not have home ice advantage in any series? Right, like none. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have it against Toronto. Yeah, they didn't have it against. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have it against Florida, and they don't have it against the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't have it against Colorado if Colorado. Well, not if Colorado. If they win, they won't have it against Colorado yeah. either. So let's let's talk a little bit about the Edmonton Oilers mm-hmm. before we get off of the Western Conference Final. Okay, you've got a really hot take here. I we talked about it, and you better say it. You that, better say it, that, buddy. That Jay Woodcroft looks like Seth McFarland. No, no, that Jay Woodcroft. You compared him to somebody else. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You compared oh, him to somebody boy. else. Yeah. And I'm, you're not getting away. You're not. No, everybody. If he doesn't say it, I'm going to say it. If I held you to everything you told me over the phone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops. no, but you know what? That's that. I will say it because it's, you know. I almost said Seth McFarland. <laughs> Jay Woodcroft. Seth Jarvis? No, wait a minute. <laughs> Getting all mixed up. Jay Woodcroft. Yeah, he gives me a little bit of uh, Dominic Ducharme vibes. Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Whoa! Did you hear that? Pow! Right in the kisser. Did you hear that? <laughs> he gives me a little bit of uh, of um, Dominic Ducharme vibes. I'll tell you why. He was very. Um, specific he, he was very uh, uh rigid about like kind of the way that he rolled out his lines and and the way that like he just seemed to be very like he, I, I don't know how to explain it it was it was overly confident and 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 doing things that that were working but were only working because mcdavid and dryside were having the best playoff performances of all time yeah but he's still and, gonna have those guys Next year. No, I know, but he, but it just almost seemed, okay. So last year, Dominic Ducharme was making some incredibly questionable decisions, both in the playoffs and in the, in the regular season and in the playoffs, he was having success. And so it was kind of like, well, you can question my decisions, but I'm having success. And it's like, well, show me a good coach, a good goalie. Yeah. Right, I'll yeah. show you a good coach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this year, I just feel like like Jay Woodcroft putting like um like Cece and Barry were a pairing for a while. Mm-hmm. Like the worst in zone pairing I could have come up with ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it just it, having having Leon Dreisaitl on the penalty kill on one leg, find a place to cut his minutes somewhere, and let me tell you, the penalty kill. Because, you know, dry settle on half a leg on the penalty kill compared to Archibald on two legs is not uh, the biggest. Archibald was terrible in the playoffs. He was, he was terrible. He was, he was bad, but we're talking about the penalty kill. Yeah, it's but specific, yeah, we're talking about the penalty kill, well, which is a really, really, really important part of the game. Right, but it's also a very specific skill set right. that Archibald does have. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, look, I'm not telling you that Archibald's a better hockey player than Leon Dreisaitl. I'm just telling you that if you've got a guy, essentially the amount of skate strides that are left in his leg are finite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. going to be using them on the penalty kill. So I just, I think about a, I think about what uh, Montreal's playoffs last year and and all of the questionable moves by Dom Ducharme. And then, and then this year, none of them worked, and he was so rigid and like, well, we have a plan, we have this, we have that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah. and the team was just floundering, and he's he's sitting there saying, you know, um, 
there's always money in the banana stand, right? <laughs> for the arrest development. From arrested fans. development. But yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's just sitting there just like like cool as a cucumber, like there's always money in the banana stands. You're like, no. You've lost 10 in a row. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get the money out of the banana stand. Right, you know what I mean? Right, like, don't right. just, you know, eat your ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. So my my point is, is that is that in hindsight, we look back at the playoff run and be like, well, he wasn't just some evil genius. He had Carey Price and Shea Weber playing completely out of their minds. Right, right. And so I kind of look at, at Jay Woodcroft and go... Yeah, man, he might be the beneficiary of the same sort of thing. He might be, but but I think it it also reflects that he went in there and he realized I got two of the best players in the world. Yeah, two of the top five players in the world. Yeah, they like take up one and three or so. They they take up thirty percent of our payroll. Yeah. I'm playing the shit out of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to use these guys. Yeah. I didn't buy my Lamborghini to park it in the driveway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, but I, I think it's, I think Edmonton is a really interesting situation because you look at Edmonton and you go, okay, they've got this run. And, and you could tell the way Connor McDavid talked after the year that he, he was, he was pleased with what they accomplished. Yeah. But he's like, this still isn't good enough. Yeah. You know, we only made it halfway through, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, to get to the conference final in the NHL today, that's a that's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a that's a notch in your that's a feather in your cap, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, but now it's like, okay, we know what this team is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. We know how good they are, we know how good they can be. We need to get a goalie. We need to we need to figure out our goaltending situation. I think that Mike Smith need is to just about to start goal. rounding into form in the next couple of years. Well, good for you. <laughs> He's got one year left on his deal, and Koskinen, and I think, is an unrestricted free agent. I I just I can't imagine you come back with that tandem. I know, I know. I can't, I, I just I can't imagine you do. But yeah. anyways, um, so you got to figure out your goaltending. But like now, you go okay. We're we're close. We're close, right? Yeah. What could put us over the top? Bruce Cassidy put us over the top. Could Barry Trotz put us over the top? Could God put us over the like, <laughs> like, like? Okay, so like that dirty word. See you're that, saying. Yeah, 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 you're like, yeah. I know the M word. Yeah, yeah. Mike Babcock. <laughs> but but there's a lot. You know, could Pete DeBoer do it? I I don't know. But there's a lot Not of Pete DeBoer. Super no, but I, <laughs> the no. first three you said. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, Barry Trotz. Yeah, Bruce Cassidy. Pete DeBoer were three quarters of the coaching of the coaching uh, staff for Canada's Olympic team. If they had gone to the Olympics, right? Right. John Cooper was a head coach. He's not going anywhere. The other three guys have been piped. Yeah. Right. So, so you've got some really interesting candidates out there. Yeah. So if you do subscribe to your theory that maybe it was just, a team responding to a change and, and, you know, giving you that short term, it's not even short term. The body of work I think was bigger no, than, yeah, than you is, could just say yeah. a short term bump. Right. Right. Um, you know, I mean, then you go, okay, well maybe we do need to bring one of these big names in there. And, and, and the thing with Edmonton is that, you know, money's not an object. Right. Especially since there's no salary cap for coaches. That's what you drove can, me you crazy. Can, you can, you don't have to, you don't have to, cheap out on a coach yeah you can you can throw the throw the 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 bank fault at somebody that's what drove me crazy with the narrative midway through the year 
when uh, to go back to the Dominic Ducharme thing, when it was like, well, they're not going to fire Dominic Ducharme because then they will have uh, three head coaches on their payroll. Who cares? Ducharme, uh, Julian's still on the payroll, and then whoever else they hire. And yeah. I'm just kind of like, yeah, except that you wake up in the morning and guess who you are? The Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, yeah. You're the, yeah. You're the yeah. third most valuable franchise in the NHL. Spend they the don't, yeah, that, that, bucks. I, I, I am willing to bet everything I have, which <laughs> really isn't much, but I'm willing to bet everything I have that that, that, that did not even enter the minds of anyone making those decisions <laughs> at any time. Oh, we got to pay three coaches. Oh, well, shucks. didn't even register yeah. as an amount. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so you want to move off the Edmonton Oilers? Well, I think I just think they've got to they've got to figure out where they're going with their goaltending and their coaching. I think those are the two the two big ones. I think um, as well that there are upgrades to be made. Yep. On defense that yep. won't necessarily cost more money. But the big thing, if I were well, Philip Broberg's, you, you would assume that he's he's ready to make the jump. Yeah, you Boucher know, takes another step forward. Bouchard. Bouchard. Evan Bouchard. <laughs> he's been he was he was very good this season. He I was. thought he was excellent yeah. this season. Yeah. But he's still quite young. Yeah. Yeah. Um so but I think there's there's upgrades to be made on defense. But the big thing that I'd be looking for if I were Ken Holland. And I mean, he just retired now, but where is my Jason Spezza? Mm. Where is my grew up an Edmonton fan, you know, has a couple good years. Where's my Mark Giordano? Right. Right. I, I remember when, um, uh, when uh, Matthew Perrault signed with the Montreal Canadiens in the off season. And, uh, and I, I remember Leafs Twitter going like, oh, why didn't we get, you know, that guy on a on a league min or whatever the right. case was? And and my friend tweeted out, did you read his last name? Yeah, right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, teams like Toronto and Montreal do seem to manage to find uh, Toronto more so than lately with their success, but do seem to find, you know, older players that still have some value that just want to, you know. Yep. Do something good. And so if you turn around and say, look, we made the conference final last year. We've got a chance to win. You grew up a fan of the team. This is a childhood dream, which means something whether you want it, whether you say it or not. Right. Like it means something to these guys. Right. You know, you've made enough money. Just just come over here and, and, and you'll have a front office job at the end of it. Much like Jason Spezza right now. So yeah. that's yeah. what I'd be saying. I'd be saying, where's my Jason Spezza? Where's my Mark Giordano? Right. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'd be looking for if I were Ken Holland. Okay. Yeah. And uh, dump Cece. <laughs> you really don't like him. I thought he was okay this year. He was. He was fine. He he was he was fine. The thing about defense is that um, is that stats don't tell the whole story on defense. Right. Because uh, the like if you look at like an expected goals or something like that, right, and. It, not all gaffes are created equal. Right. So you make a gaff, and maybe statistically that can only be like a 0.101 expected goal or something like that, which is quite low. But you know what I mean? Like it, depending on exactly where and exactly how it was made, yeah, it might and, actually and, be and the a goal every the single time, time yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, he just he's just a guy that, you know, he he's, I, I always, everybody that is like this, I always think about Joe Morrow. Where you're like, you've got mm -hmm. all the tools, 
you're you're good you're you're and then but you just one too many times you just make that big big gaffe right and it just prevents you from being all that you can be well and the one thing that we've completely forgotten about with the edmonton oilers that has the injury to um no no it's what do you do with evander kane (laughs) speaking of huge gaffes what do you do with evander kane I, I mean, everything in me, every fiber of my being wants to say, let him walk. Let him walk. They can, though. I know. Like, I know. Like I not, mean, yeah. after that, after the, the way he played, but Evander Kane is the last guy you want to give a long term big money contract to. Like, I, I just, because he's always one day away from. From faking from, a from, COVID or, card well, or something? Or doing, doing, even on ice, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, they really could have used him in game four. Yeah. You know, and I just, everything. One of the in, hottest shooters in the league everything right now. In me, everything in me wants to say, the Edmonton Oilers should just say, thanks so much, Evander, for the four months or whatever it was that you gave us. You were excellent. Thanks a lot. Here's a letter of recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, good luck to you yeah. on your future endeavors. Because that guy just, and okay, he was a model citizen and everything this year, but. But was uh, he? He was, apparently. Apparently. on I, Except for that, except for that hit. Right. Yeah. No, he no. Was, I, I understand was, that yeah. you, you, obviously I know that you, you meant up to that point. Yeah. Yeah. In Edmonton, in right. Edmonton, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's just, the the thing is, is that we, we fall into this fallacy where it's just like, well, the team with a good leadership core can fix them. He was a man. He was part of the San Jose Sharks, which he have was the best. part of the, the Winnipeg Jets. And he was also part of the San Jose Sharks, which have the best culture of any of any team in the league right there's leadership coming out the wazoo there there is you know they've got a way a san jose way yeah and and you you you, you know you're in you're indoctrinated into it beards very early. man we told you beards yeah, yeah but you know the thing with evander kane is that sometimes guys get it you know what i mean like yeah. guys get it but I, I'm just not sure Vander Kane's at the age and the stage of his career where he's ever going to actually get it, you know, and fall into line. And you you don't want some guy who's going to be a robot, but you need a guy who's no, but we who's and, and where, we love where a good it's not about arc. him, where it's not about him. One of my favorite goaltenders is Robin Leonard. Yeah, and I remember when Robin Leonard was with the Buffalo Sabers. And I remember him screaming at the coach and just thinking, like, what an entitled, unearned sack yeah. of garbage yeah. that that is going to, you know, go and publicly be screaming at his coach after getting pulled, where right. he played badly. And then, you know, he comes out and he and he's open about his substance abuse issues. And mental health struggles. And right? his mental health struggles. And the two are um they're two different things. Like they're they're not two different things. Like mental, like like substance abuse is a mental health issue, right? But right. he also has talked about having bipolar, mm-hmm. which is its own thing. Yeah, and that's a like that's serious, right? Like it and, is. And there, there it are is. different and trauma and there are different levels of severity. He, yeah, yeah. He comes out and he talks about it. But the thing the thing is is that he doesn't just like so now in his career he's not a robot, right? He's he's far from it. But he is. Um, he is, he's, he's, he's just, he's a likable guy. Yeah. And, and, and even when he says something that I don't agree with, 
he explains himself mm-hmm. and and it's just and it's kind of like you know what I don't agree with your opinion but I respect your thought right. process to get right. to that opinion yeah. and so it's just you know that and so we love a good redemption arc but we're all waiting for it with Evander Kane we want to like he's him because he's, he's such a good hockey yeah, player. Yeah, and he's had the, the opportunities too. Like of course I've, he's had I've, the opportunities. I've actually interviewed Evander Kane one-on-one. Really? A couple of times. He's he's quite a likable young man when you talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Like he he's he's not a, a dick. Right. Like when you talk to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the disconnect is and and why it keeps happening right but it as you said it's happened in two organizations that have had very very strong leadership i mean and, we should have known with dustin bufflin like this guy was like one of the yeah most quintessential yeah hockey players you know of all time well to me it was the san jose thing if you can't yeah if you can't fall in line and 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 do the right thing playing for the San Jose Sharks, yeah. then what do you, you got, do? You, well, then it then you look inward, right? Yeah, it's like okay, this keeps happening to me, and you know maybe I'm part of the problem here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I just everything in me wants to say do do the brave thing, Edmonton. The brave thing, the brave thing for the Edmonton Oilers and Ken Holland would be to say thank you, Evander, goodbye. That would be that would be the ballsy thing for them to do. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know after that if they can if they can do it. I don't think they can afford it. And to. then they and then they've got Leon Dreisaitl coming out and you know endorsing them afterwards and, and yeah. all that other stuff. Yeah. I just I would be worried about signing that guy to anything more than a two year deal. Okay, so here's here's the bottom line. Like let's 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 bottom line this with Evander Kane. Is how far do they go in the playoffs this year without Evander Kane? How far do they even make the playoffs without Evander Kane? He was excellent. He was excellent the down the season. stretch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but let's yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah. Hy- hypothesize that they've made the playoffs without Evander Kane. How far do they go? Hmm. I'm I'm not sure if they I'm not sure if they get to the conference final without him. Oh, I, I mean, I, that 13 I almost goal, guarantee that 13, it go, 13 goals in 15 games. Yeah. Is that what he had? What do you have? Uh, 13 and 15? Close to that. Yeah. 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 I, I don't, I don't know that I guarantee that they don't make the conference final. I'm wondering if they get out of round one. Maybe they don't. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, because, and, and also because he's, you know, LA was, had a certain way of playing the game and he was, pretty good at playing that kind of game. He was, you know what he I mean? was the poison to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so I'm not convinced that they get out of round one without a Vander Kane, at which point, right. if you're Ken Holland, you know, as much as I hate to say it, um, because it's just like, you know, you can't keep getting away with this, right? But, um, you know, how do you, if you're if you're turning around and you're saying, okay, we want to build off the success, a Vander, it's like Dr- McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane, Hyman, everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Smith might actually be, would be there. Might be Hyman Kane. Hyman Kane on a level ground. The only thing is, is like, it's not about, like, I mean, the Oilers are, are, are cap strapped. They're not yeah. cash strapped. They're cap strapped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's not so much about money. 
Yeah. Because you, you move, you bring a guy in like that, you move guys out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it can, they can do it. They can do it. It's not about money. It's not about on ice, obviously. You mm-hmm. know, it's about what does this say to your group about the culture? Right. And how does it end up affecting what you're trying to do? I remember the last year that I coached my son's team. We had a good team. We had a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a great team, but a really good team. But we had three kids on that team that just destroyed everything, right? <laughs> like, 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 like they just they just sucked all the positivity and yeah. the momentum and the and all the good things we were doing right out of the room. Yeah, and uh, and out of our team, yeah. and we crashed and burned because of it. Yeah, and 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 I don't think it's it's outlandish to suggest that one or two guys that are on their own agenda and aren't on the program yeah. can really completely derail a team. I I completely I completely agree with you. When when I was um paddling competitively, um there was this myself in our age group, myself and one other guy were the two best paddlers in our club in the in the age group. Right. We were in a four person canoe. We get up to the start line and like this guy would just like he, he would try to antagonize me constantly. Yeah. And anyway, so like just like we're putting up our paddles, like ready to start the race. And he goes, Hey, wah, try not to screw up today. I was pissed off. I basically just didn't paddle the race. Right. And because of that, we could never be in a C2, a two person canoe together. Right. Because we just, you know, oil and fire. Why didn't you cross check him with your paddle in the back? Oh, I almost, I almost punched him in the mouth more than a few times. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think I threw him to the ground once or twice. Wow! Like I think did I, this guy end up ever becoming a paddler? No, of course not. Oh, of course not. Okay. Yeah, and injury is what put me out of the out of the running there. But right, uh, the the bottom line is is that our club could never do well in C two because. The fact is, is that we would have been the perfect C2 partners together. Yeah. If. If not for the fact that you couldn't stand the guy. If not for the fact that we we couldn't stand each other. Right. Right. And so like, you know. I find it hard to believe that you would be an unlikable human being. Wow. I I was like looking for the joke or the the veil barb in that. But that's a very nice thing for you to say. No, I find it. I find that very difficult to believe because you're very accommodating. I show up late all the time and you're never <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have a dartboard with your face on it every oh, time you show you? up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate that. I, I really, I really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. 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 So anyways, yeah. my, my point is, is that like, you're, you're absolutely right. The, the egos and the whatever, it can just completely derail a team yeah. and just, and just make it a and completely toxic environment. And so you're just never going to get out of it what you want to get out of it so they've already the the oilers have already like they've taken the leap right like they 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 signed him when he was toxic and it was a pr sort of hit on them and everything so they've done that yeah you know they've they've got beyond that yeah you've already jumped into the disgusting murky swamp (laughs) water you might as well wade to the other side it's a difficult it's a really difficult call it's a really because i mean after what he did is he gonna play for on a two-year deal for a couple million dollars probably not i mean okay so if i were the edmonton oilers i'd say hey evander we we want you back go test out free agency tell us what the best number is we'll tell you what we can do then yeah 
You know what I mean? Yeah, the because- only thing is then you, then you, you know, then once you don't lock them down before free agency, you, you've. Yeah, but it's kind of one of those, if you lose them, you lose them. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to the Eastern Conference. Right on, right on. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning versus, doesn't matter who they versus, because guess what? They're the Tampa Bay Lightning. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> poor, poor Igor Shosturkin. Poor Igor Shosturkin lets in one goal five hole. Out of like 2,500 shots in the playoffs, let's in one goal five hole, and everybody's like, oh, he's not looking like himself. He's looking fatigued. He's looking this. He's looking that. Well, that was the narrative on Hockey Night in Canada last night for sure. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. tend to watch but in he, between periods. he faced a bunch of shots in game three. Yeah. And they, they got outshot last night, not by a huge I margin. I just saw it on Twitter a bunch. Yeah, not, not by a huge margin, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about goaltending. All I know is he's he... He looks beatable now, you know? He's letting out some really, really juicy rebounds. Oh, but he's been letting out the juicy yeah, rebounds yeah, yeah. all year and all playoffs. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he. But during the regular season, he was letting out those rebounds and he was able to be in position to stop them. I'm not sure he is now. Like, Maroon's goal was on a big rebound that kind of, you know, it was, it was a bit of a slap back hand sort of thing yeah um that you you wouldn't think he would let in mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing so i i don't know i mean i i i i think i i think that the whole narrative of this series is that it's 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 playing out the way it's supposed to be playing out or should have played out from the beginning and that is that tampa bay is by far the superior team okay and so- they're starting to show it Rebound attempts against. So a goalie lets out a rebound and somebody tries to take a shot on mm-hmm. that rebound. Second place in the entire playoffs for the most is Mike Smith with 58. Right. First place is Igor Shesterkin. And he guess what the number is. Is it over 100? Oh, wow. 112. I was going to... Oh, wait a second. God damn. I was going to say 107. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Give me a second. We've got a Diet Coke emergency here. Yeah. Uh, 112 rebound I I was actually going to say... No, I was going to say 108, I think. That was what I was going to say. I sure hope this doesn't explode when I open it. Oh, No, we're good. You You had the palm cover on that one. Oh, that's just at five versus five. Oh, I didn't realize that. that's just five versus five. five on five. All strengths. 3,000. <laughs> Rebound. Okay. 128. Oh, okay. And Mike Smith goes up to 76. 
So he's 50 ahead, eh? And yeah. Andre Vasilevsky goes up to 59. Yeah, he's no longer double Mike Smith. Like he, like 100, 118, uh, 16 would be double Mike Smith. Right, right. And he was at 112. So just come on, man. Like by the time we're finished this Let podcast, he'll have more yeah, rebound. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. I, I, just, I just feel like that uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, maybe it was just a matter of shaking off that rust. And once they did, um, but what I feel like the Tampa Bay Lightning are doing right now is, is they're, they're in all business mode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that all business mode means, okay, we go out, we forecheck like crazy. We pursue the puck. We caught, we make a, we cause a couple of mistakes. We let some of the best players in the world get us a couple of goals. Yeah. And then we give them Diddly. Nothing. Did yeah. we give them nothing? I probably the most surprised I've been in this entire playoffs. Okay, that's little little exaggeration. But yeah. one of the more surprising things in this entire playoffs was when Panarin scored last night with three minutes left in the game. Oh yeah, just I didn't I didn't think that he was ever going to score again. Like it, it, not just like I'm not yeah, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, knock yeah, Panarin, yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying that like again, like well, you it said, on, it was on the power play with a. It, it was, was on, on the power play and, with a six on four. Six on four. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. But it just didn't seem like they were ever going to get any kind of right. traction. Right. So, right. you know, anyways, um, obviously at that point, there's three minutes left in the game to to make up two more goals in three minutes and yeah. then win in overtime would have been yeah. a Herculean and P- effort. Palat is Palat has picked it up. Um, you know, Palat has very like much I, picked like it I, up. I don't think the Tampa Bay Lightning care that Alex Killorn has no goals or that Anthony Sorelli has, hasn't scored. And right. Stuff like that. I, yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. They, I don't think they care yeah. one it's bit Philip about Deneau that. last year though, yeah, right? Like it's just kind of like the, one Philip Deneau had like that. one point in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But guess what? He was also the most important forward on the team. Yeah. Yeah. He's sitting yeah. there eating his pizza. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Which I'm convinced. I'm convinced that he got from Enrico's. Oh yeah, I'm convinced. You know, down the street at Kingston Road in Birchmount. How do, how would he have done that? Okay, here's the theory. D- let's let's not go too too long. Okay, 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 okay yeah. It's a tight ten. So he'd phone it in before the game. Some guy'd fly it there. What? No, no, uh, they're in Toronto, and Toronto. they say we always say Toronto. We don't say Toronto on this podcast. Yeah, you're from Sudbury, <laughs> so you don't say Toronto. I say Toronto because I'm from Toronto. So he called, you're the one that told me not to go along. So he, he, they go to Toronto to win the playoff series and they say, oh, hey, Tyler Toffoli, you're from Toronto. Where do you want to get pizza? You're from Scarborough And he's from Scarborough and went to Birchmount. And it looks like Enrico's pizza that they were eating. Oh, really? And Enrico's is like the staple of Birchmount. Okay. Wow. You gave that a lot of thought. I, well, and, I, and I, took, really, I was eating really, Rico's watching it. And, 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 you, like, and you really huh. went like, you really drilled down to an area where not a lot of people know anything this about. Is, this is the <laughs> level of journalism people want to see it's, these days. It's outstanding pizza. <laughs> it is outstanding pizza. It's great We should pizza. go for a piece after this. Let's go for a pizza after this. Well, okay. Oh, you've got a meeting at, yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, but we could probably still make it. We can fit a pizza. <laughs> Fit a quick and reeks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I agree with you. The Tampa Bay Lightning are just looking <laughs> completely uh, unbeatable. Andre Vasilevsky is looking outrageous. He he made, right before the Panarin goal, Yeah, he made an outstanding save. 
Right. He made an outstanding save. And it wasn't, he didn't even put the rebound into a bad place. It wasn't like an outstanding save that like, but anyways, he, yeah, it was out, out to his right side and pad and glove right there. Yep. Made an outstanding save and then got scored on about 10 seconds later. And I'm just like, you know what? Like when your goalie makes an outstanding, not even 10 seconds, but two seconds later, right? When your goalie makes a save like that, you got to be cleaning up that rebound. You got to be clearing out that garbage. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like right, you right. can't, you don't make two of those in a row. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. just like, yeah. like nobody's turned out. No, nobody's turned around to Usain Bolt after, after breaking a world record and said, now do it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So what, so what do the New York Rangers or can they do to turn the tide in this series? Like, like, I, I, cause I feel like you and I and everyone else in the world is just like, Oh well, yeah, yeah. Well, Tampa, Tampa's going to win, which I, which, and and I'm not lying. I'm not. I'm not blowing smoke here. Even after Game Two, I still thought they were going to win the series. Yeah. After Game One, yeah. I thought they were going to win the series. After two, I can attest two, to I that. I thought they were yeah. going to win the series. Um, I, I just, I'm not sure that the New York Rangers haven't hit like a just gotten slapped right in the kisser with reality here. That, you know, you're playing a team that is a special group of guys. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, what can the New York Rangers do? It's, here's the thing. They have gotten here on individual performances. Yeah. They have not gotten here on team play. Right. Now, the the caveat to that is the kid line. But Heedle's hurt. The kid line looks like a great line. And they play like a line making passes and razzle-dazzle. But other than that, it's kind of like um, when Panarin scores, it's like, look at this great play that Panarin did. Mm-hmm. When, um, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? The center that's getting all kinds of love right now. They're, they're number one center. Mika Zibanejad? When Him? Zibanejad scores, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's like, wow, look at this great play that Zibanejad <laughs> did. It's yeah, not yeah. like, look at Zibanejad's line. Look yeah, at, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And and so they've gotten here on individual performances, and they're basically, you're not going to change that now. Yeah. And so the only way to, here's the trouble with individual performances. I'm convinced that we are no longer in a day and age where a shooter can solve a goaltender. Mm. What are you going to say to What are you going to say to Vasilevsky? Oh, glove side high, he's weak. They showed a stat that that uh, Shesterkin's let in more five hole goals than any other goalie. Does that mean that he's five hole weak? No, absolutely not. You know, um, so I'm convinced that no single shooter can solve a goalie. And that's why the team play is so important because in order to solve a goalie these days, it's like tips, it's deflections, it's screens, it's all, it's, you know, things that are essentially impossible. And so that's the problem, problem with getting here individually, but we just, we've got to see more individually. Yeah. We've got to see yeah, more just, from Panarin. Yeah. I just got to see that, more from, yeah. I think, I think the Tampa Bay lightning are best when they are like, um, like they, they talk, they, they don't, the Tampa Bay Lightning like rarely talk about the other team. Yeah. Like it's always them. You yeah. know, when they're really good, it's because of what they do. And when they're really bad, it's because they get a, get away from that. And mm-hmm. I, I just feel like Tampa Bay is the kind of team that if they play the way they've played the last two games, I, I'm not sure there's anything that the Rangers will be able to do. Well, but you can't what I'm what I'm saying is that you can't make the change now. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. can't you can't turn around and say, okay, now we need to, you know, we you need are, a set play. You are that's who gonna, you are. Yeah, you are, you who, are you who you are. You are right? who you are. Yeah, and you and, are who your record says you are, and you are who you are. Like yeah. you can't. Yeah, and I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna become something you're not at right. this stage of the game. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so now Tampa Bay, uh, conversely, is a team that has um, thrived by essentially harnessing those individual performances and, and turning yep. them into team performances, Yep. right? And and that's who New York eventually needs to be. Um, two things. One, New York Rangers have the worst expected goals for percentage of anybody in the playoffs with 39.45%. Well, I never expect them to score, so that's that's the thing. Right, but that's the thing is that they, they don't, you know what I mean? Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. you're joking, but you're not joking, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And But two, the one thing that I want to say is a goaltending thing. We have seen a really, really interesting last two years of goaltending where Carey Price played Andre Vasilevsky, which was a clear and decisive passing of the torch. Right. And now Andre Vasilevsky is playing Igor Shesterkin. And I don't know that he's playing a lot better than Shesterkin. As a whole, he's had better games and better moments. Right, right. But as a whole, he's also now, like, now that he's winning games, he's also getting the much easier workload. Right, right. Than Igor Shesterkin. So, he absolutely. You is. know, uh, yeah. um, we're now, not to say that this is the passing of the torch, but this is like the precursor of the passing of the torch. And rarely do we see two of the best goalies in the world go against each other. Right, right. Two of the undisputed best. Yeah, and yeah, seeing yeah. Carey Price and Vasilevsky do it, was two of the undisputed best. Right. And seeing Shesterkin and, and Vasilevsky do it again is once more two of the undisputed best. This is very this yeah. is a very important thing, I think. I mean, we talked we talked to about Okay, it's not important, it's hockey. <laughs> None of it's yeah, important. Yeah. Yes. As Scott, as Scott Taylor from Winnipeg said one time, he's a sp- legendary sports writer from Winnipeg. He says sports is the only thing that lets us be really passionate about something that doesn't mean anything. Well, that's what I love about <laughs> yeah. sports, right? Is that like, you know, news and rumors, you can get into like the rumors. Oh, this yeah, guy's yeah, going to yeah. get fired. That guy's yeah. going to get traded. Yeah. It means nothing in the grand scheme of things, yeah. right? Like, nothing. you know what that's called in real life? Fake news. And it's possibly <laughs> the most insidious, disgusting thing in our world today. But in sports, it's so fun. You just get to, you just get to go with the gossip and the, and the horrificness of it. But anyways. But uh, I think, you know, we talked about, the Western conference and the Oilers and how they, you know, sort of made hockey fun. And, and, but on the other side, we're seeing more traditional playoff hockey. Right. Yeah. And if that narrative stays the same, mm-hmm. like the, the Rangers can't do it. Cause as you talked about, it's they're, they're based more on individual performance. Right. Right. And they're just, they're just not built to play that kind of, that style of game. They're just not, they're just not built that way. Even their ability to to defend a rush. Right. You've got defensemen like Adam Fox and Keandre Miller who are excellent skaters. Jacob Trouba has been outstanding. Oh, and Jacob Trouba, of course. He's been, he's been, I, there were times when I thought, boy, what? Looking like a bad trade. Well, and a bad contract too. Yeah. yeah. But he's been, he's been, he's had like a very, very, significant impact on games like yeah and and you can say what you want about his hits but yeah the bottom line is is that the nhl has not deemed any one of those an illegal hit yeah okay so so he's staying on the other side of the rule book yeah and um he's been good 
He's yeah. been really good. Um, but the, well, the reason why I didn't add him into this category is because he's the exception of what I was about to say. Right. But when you look at guys like Adam Fox and Keandre Miller, because of their kind of individualism, they're excellent at defending rushes. Yeah. They're excellent at angling somebody off, like what we saw Kale McCarr do to Connor McDavid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Bowen Byram do to Connor McDavid as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're excellent at angling these guys off and, and defending those rushes. When it comes to a cycle play, an end zone cycle play, they sometimes look a little out of place. Now, Jacob Truba hasn't. Right. But that's where, once again, they thrived on individual plays, which is preventing the, the, the puck even enter the zone and get into a cycle. But once it does... They're screwed for three or four shots. They're like any time that Tampa is, establishes a cycle in their yeah. zone, you yeah. know that they're getting three or four shots. Yeah, and you, you, yeah, you're right. You're right, and you've got to take away the, the Adam Fox's ability to freelance, and I think they've done that in the last couple of games too. Yeah. Yeah. Because Adam Fox is most dangerous when he's got you know some room and some ice, and he can yeah. he can react to the play, and because yeah. he sees like everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And and so I think that they've done a pretty good job of taking that away. And that's that's a big reason for yeah, for where they are too. So. Completely agree with you. Yep. All right. Well, uh anything else you wanna you wanna talk about Yeah, I we... want to talk about Bruce Cassidy getting fired. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have to talk about Bruce Cassidy getting fired. Yeah. Bruce Cassidy this year had the the quote of the year for coaches, in my mind. He might have, yeah. Yeah, what do you say? Um, he was talking about, somebody was asking him like an advanced analytics thing. And he was, ba- he said something to the effect of like, like, oh yeah, we got a lot of nerds upstairs just crunching the different <laughs> yeah, numbers yeah, and yeah. coming up with different things. No, I don't mean it like that. Like they're good nerds. Like I like them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good and they, they're helpful. But I'm just saying that they're, you know, got the nerds upstairs. Like, right. It was just, it was so funny and playful. And your, your heart went like, it fluttered a little bit, didn't I it? I could be a good nerd. Yeah, it yeah. was, it was no, like. The thing is, is that aside from a few absolute morons on Twitter, most stats people don't do watch the game. (laughs) Don't think that the whole world revolves around Corsi or zone entries or something like that. Like other than a few idiots on Twitter, that's like most stats people don't think that. And so when I saw that quote, I was like, this guy is the perfect embodiment of yes, I'm old school, but I'm also listening and I'm, I'm right. learning and, right. and there's something to be taken from this. Yeah. Right. And and that's what you want. And then a mere three months later, yeah. He's out See, the door. Hit yeah. the bricks, buddy Buster. See, to me, if there were any doubt about whether this is a player's run league or not, it, it's it's completely it's completely confirmed with Bruce Cassidy being fired. Do you think that he wasn't very liked? Well, I, I don't know how well liked he was. Mm. I do know that in the five full years that he coached this team, yeah, prorated when you take away the two years where they didn't play 82 game schedules, yeah, he averaged 111 points a year. <laughs> he made the Stanley Cup final in 2019. What a loser. In 2019, never missed the playoffs, never had fewer than 100 points except for the year that they right, yeah. that they prorated that, that, yeah and prorated i think that year he had 111 right um and what's troubling to me is that i hear don sweeney saying that you know the message his message and in the way he delivered the message took a toll on the players mm. wow wow yeah really yeah really 
How's how's being a shitty team and losing going to take a toll on them? Well, you know, I mean, they they're not going to have they're not going to have Brad Marchand. They're not going to have Charlie Coyle uh, to start the season next year. They might yeah. not have Patrice Bergeron. They might not have Jake DeBrusque because they might get traded. Yeah. Um. You know, this roster, like to me, they have no help the f- coming in goal. The firing of Bruce Cassie, like it's like it's like. You just took that window and slammed it shut. Like, yeah. I, I don't see this. T- like, he did so much with such a diminished roster. He got 51 wins. Can I repeat the this Craig Button quote? Sure. I don't think they're going to win a game next year. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. I, yeah I, I, I'm completely with you. Like, it's, it's, Hard to know what's happening behind the scenes because I don't know if you remember when Joe Thornton had the captaincy stripped in San Jose. Uh, who, who was the general manager? Um, it was Doug Wilson. Yeah, that's right. Doug Wilson, the same general manager forever. Yeah. But Doug Wilson said, basically, he he pussyfooted around it, but he said, uh, Joe Thornton can sometimes be a little bit of a fierce competitor and sometimes that spills out into how he treats other players on the team. Mm. Essentially said something to that effect. Really? Because Joe, to me, is like... Right, but that's what we think of Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We think of yeah, Jumbo yeah. Joe with his shirt off doing yeah. an interview. We think of, you know what I mean? We think of, oh, good old Jumbo Joe. But, you know, how do we think about Carey Price? Right. He's so calm. He's so collected. Yeah, yeah. He's Oh, he's always... I don't know how much you've heard about people standing outside the change room after a bad loss, but I've heard about a lot of broken things. Hmm. And and it's public knowledge. Like yeah, I'm not yeah, like letting yeah, any yeah, big yeah, cats yeah, out of the yeah, bag, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um I, I've but yeah. With Carrie Price. With Carrie Price. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying is that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's obvious that there's a disconnect between the players and the coach. Um, because, you know, I mean, I've seen guys like this before, lots of guys who end up, you know, and Bruce Cassidy is a favorite of people like that are in my business, right? The media. He's great. He's great. But I've seen lots of guys who are great with the media and are hated by their players. We do have, uh, and conversely, I've seen guys who are hated by the media and loved by their players. right? Right. So... We do have a difficulty making that disconnect in media. And we were just talking yeah. about it with um, Tortorella, mm-hmm. right? And how, how many players absolutely love playing with Tortorella. Absolutely. And yet he's always got this bad yep. air hanging about bad him. Bad vibe, yeah. Right? And and uh, a, a similar person to that would be like like Brad Marchand. I find that a lot of media um, has trouble calling him out on his garbage because he's a super, super affable, nice guy. See, but I've always, I've always done that. And I also, Oh, think I know he, you I, have. And I also think he's a wonderful person. Why do you think I called you rank? and said, yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, let's yeah, do a yeah, podcast yeah. together Yeah, because, yeah. because it's so, it, it seems difficult. And I, I know that it's just, it's our human brains and our, and our inability to process that it's difficult to turn around and say, I really like that guy. I also think he's a bit of a douche. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of Chris Pronger. Right. You know, lovely, lovely person, yeah. great individual. Yeah. I've had many great conversations with him. I think he's one of the smartest people He'll I've ever met. He'll probably be on this podcast uh, yeah, soon. Yeah. yeah. I've, he's, I think he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Yeah. 
But on ice, it's like you're a terrible human being once you put <laughs> once you put yeah. the, the the pads on, right? Well, you, you heard about the joke, like you know, like God talking to an angel and saying, like, "Hey, I've just invented these Canadians," and the angel goes, "Oh, they seem so they seem so nice and calm and sweet." And God says, "Yeah, you'd think that. You just drop a hockey puck and see what <laughs> yeah, happens." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, but but I I just I I am really perplexed by. The Cassidy thing. I'm really, I'm really perplexed by what is, why would Boston think that this was a good idea? Okay. So you did to me the Dominic Ducharme thing, the Jay Woodcroft thing. Right. So now I'm going to put you on the spot with some that you said to me off air. Okay. Uh, are we ready for wild speculation based on no information time? Sure. Patrice Bergeron may or may not retire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us, so, tell, well, tell the class well, what so, you said. No, I what I said was it'll be interesting to see how people draw the lines between, you know, because if he decides not to retire, then does the narrative become, oh, well, Patrice said, yeah. I'm not playing. I'm not playing for this guy anymore. Yeah, you know, like Pavel Datsuk did with Mike Babcock. Yeah, you know, if I come back and I'm playing. It's not going to be for this guy. Yeah. You know, um, I don't see Patrice Bergeron as being that kind of guy, but, but then at the again, same time, if then again, then he was earned it and then, and then you go, okay, there's something to this and there really is something that needs to be changed because right. if a guy like that does that, yeah. you go, okay, now there's something, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, I, 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 it'll be interesting to see, like if Patrice Bergeron in the next week turns around and says, well, you know what? I've had a, not a change of heart, but I've made up my mind because he hasn't gone one way or the other yet. But, you know, I mean, it sure looked like after they got eliminated that he was done. Um, and if he, so if he comes back and says, yeah, no, I've kind of had a bit of a change of heart, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm going to come back and play. Then you go, oh, wow. Hmm. Now it might make a little more sense. There, There is always going to be a certain type of garbage that we are willing to eat <laughs> and a certain type of garbage that we are not. I was I was playing with that kid that plays, plays tier two in, in Sweden. And, you know, yeah. he was telling me, he said, like, you know, he goes, I've had so many coaches and he goes, some of them, you know, they yell and scream at you and then bench you. And then you never know what to do, right? And some of them bench you and say you really screwed this this and this up and he goes look i don't like being benched no matter which way you, you yeah, slice yeah. or dice it yeah. but at least i know what to do with that and so i think that like where somebody's coming from and and the way that they handle the same situation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is very important and so patrice bergeron where i'm driving at with this is that patrice bergeron played for claude julian for many years a guy who is widely considered to be a very decent good person. Claude Julian? Claude Julian. One of the greatest. Right. As a person. Yeah. But also considered to be a, one of the most demanding coaches. Right. I, I mean, I, so, so if, if so Bergeron, Bergeron comes says back, this is too demanding. Yeah. But not for him, not right. for him, not for him. I mean, Patrice Bergeron could play for anyone. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's such an elite player and he's so dedicated and he's so good at what he does. And he's such a good leader. He could play for anybody. Yeah. Right. But it, if he's identified this as being a problem that runs through the roster yeah. and affects the roster, then yeah. then you say, OK, OK. So so maybe what I'm saying is 
maybe Patrice Bergeron's decision will give us some clarity on yeah on why this happened. Yeah, because for sure, if he comes back, then you you got to at least ask that question, right? Right. You got to at least ask the question. Yeah. Did he was was this something that Bergeron said? Look, we can't we can't play for this guy, or there are players on this team that can't play for this guy anymore, and and you got to get rid of him if if you want me to be a part of this. You know, so. it could be the opposite though. Right, like we could be mixing up cause out. Like maybe he retired or or is considering retiring. They hire a new coach, and that coach calls him up and says, "Hey, look, Patrice, you know, I hear you're considering retiring. Let's let's chat." Yeah, yeah, and then they yeah. have a great chat, and it's it's less that Bruce Cassidy forced him into retirement, more that another coach talked him out of it. Well, yeah, but but what I'm saying is is if if he comes back before that happens, yeah, before that they have a somebody else in place, then you go, okay, well, yeah, something do this. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I think we, I think we're, I think we've talked about. I think we've talked about everything. We've done it. We we have solved hockey. (laughs) Yes, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for sticking around this long. Check out kencampbell.substack.com. Check us out on Apple Podcasts or um, the Hockey Podcast Network. Please leave us a review or a rating, and of course YouTube. You can get this in bite-sized clips, and we will see you next week.